0: Happy Friday, everybody. Okay. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk, 107.1. Everything entertainment. Yeah,
1: it's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With
0: Donna Valentine. Yeah. And Steve
1: Patterson. You like Huey
0: Lewis on the news? This, this, is this is the beat. Hey. Bon Jovi covered Harry Styles during some kind of like, um, what do you call it, like a benefit concert?
2: Okay, now you've been very mean to Bon Jovi recently. Well. He's your fellow Jersey boy, and you're just not digging. He got a little too literal with a COVID song, and that really got you frustrated.
0: Yes, I just want them to do better, that's all.
2: (laughs) Okay. I think
0: this is a step in the right direction. Okay.
2: You're not mad. You're just disappointed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind kinda of like, come on. <laughs> like why? It almost feels like very stereotypical that people are most creative when they're young. And then, you know, 30, 40 years into their career when you think they should be the best is when they're not putting out their best.
2: I live that all the time. Me too. I'm on the that. casino
0: tour. I know. Yeah. I say that all the time. It's just, it's just disappointing. Um, but John Bon Jovi covered Harry Styles' Watermelon Sugar. Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> this sounds like you recorded it on your phone, but here we go. Do you like it? No. <laughs> it's like a bad wedding singer you know like nobody's listening
2: dude dude, we definitely should have gotten a dj
0: (laughs) (laughs) i agree always go with the dj
2: always go with the dj unless it's an
0: amazing band
2: bands are too loud
0: oh the drums
2: guy is always beating
1: on his drums
0: oh
1: true but there's this really cool my friends in san diego all use there's a music school out in san diego and it's like a thirteen-piece band of all these college kids, and they basically go to school, learn how to play an instrument, sing whatever. As they're going to school, doing that, they do all these gigs, and then the gigs that they get for weddings, they're <coughs> cheaper. They're cheaper, and uh-huh. then they get the money when they graduate. It's a really cool thing, and they're they're so talented. It's the only time that I've been honestly impressed with live bands at a wedding. It's like thirteen or fourteen college student kids jamming out to Bruno Mars and mm. you know, in jazzy band style stuff. Oh, it's great. You
2: know, I I went to a wedding uh, a couple of Mays ago with our former producer uh, over at Twin Cities Live. Her name is Brittany. We
0: love
2: Brittany. And she had a band there, and I liked that band. That was a cool band. They did a nice mix of songs and genres and stuff like that. So that was cool. But, man, when you've got a DJ, then it's just, you can go from legit, you know, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, right into... I agree. Some banger from Jay Z, and everybody's getting jiggy just with turnt, t- jiggy with it. Yes, jiggy. definitely oh, not chuggy no. at all.
0: Those two things are very chug.
2: Um, hey, <laughs> yeah. I want to say something. Speaking of chug, I bet liking Coldplay is chuggy. And I just want to say that we we played at their song <laughs> Higher Power a couple of weeks ago on the Don and Steve Show. I downloaded it yesterday. Guess what? You can download it right now for only sixty nine cents. That's I don't great. understand. I don't understand why. It's only 69 cents. Every other song on iTunes is $1.29. Here is uh, a little bit of that, just for you to enjoy it all over again. It's it's just really slick. They kind of always reinvent. If you listen from their first album to now, the sound just keeps evolving. It's just cool, man. Right? Yes, yeah,
0: they're growing. They're experiencing creative growth.
2: You're right. They're not Bon jovi right. is what you would say. Correct. He's saying hold tight, and it's hold tight till the hook.
0: All right, fine. You
2: ready? this because it it's is. sort of it opens up. It's nicely.
0: always Steve at the gym working out. That's what we always have to picture. I we like
2: should it. all get together and get some ice cream and listen to this song. <laughs> <laughs> the three no, thank of us. You.
1: What?
0: Okay. Oh, Steve! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can see
1: Steve jamming dur-rap, out in his dur-rap, Honda, dur-rap, driving into work.
2: Drop
0: drop 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 rap. Oh, don't forget, Durop. Uh uh-huh. They're going to be performing a oh, new okay. song. Okay, Duran,
2: right? Duran. <laughs> That's what she's talking about <laughs>
0: Okay. Dorop, Okay, um, Billboard has put out the 100 greatest song bridges of the 21st century. Because why? Why not? Why not? This is what they say is number one on their list. And I kind of love it. Outcast.
1: Love it. That album so good. came out, what, 2003, 2004? I was a freshman in San Diego, and nice. that's like, that album, every time I hear any song from that album, brings me right back to college. What's another one that came out from that? Uh, oh, sorry,
2: Miss Jackson. Sorry. Same one, or Ro- was that the no, one before? Miss Jackson
1: was um, uh, a Quemini, I believe. Uh, you think, like, Roses. Um, oh, remember, yeah. you right, know all right.
2: Don't mm-hmm. right, lean a little bit closer, <laughs> cause <laughs> the roses really smell like ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh.
0: Yes. Guys, Twenty One Pilots have launched their own burrito. Okay. Uh, they teamed up with Chipotle. There's a commercial with two of the guys in it. We don't have time to play it. I'll link it up on the uh, Donna and Steve show page. It's it's cute. It's really cute. Okay. It's really cute, and they've got their own burrito. What do you want from me?
1: I could go for a burrito. How
2: about right this? Now? Why don't we Why don't we listen to it next yeah. when we come back? Come on.
0: All right. And then
2: we'll get into some John Mulaney talk.
0: Oh, a yes. Big development Ouch. in the
2: world of John Mullaney.
0: That dirty, dirty dog.
2: Mm-mm. All right. We'll explain why the internet is upset and why they're trying out Olivia Munn's tweet tactics when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk.
0: Hey, we got to say a quick thanks to Chill Boys for sponsoring this podcast
2: and for keeping my groin comfortable. I love Chill Boys. I love their boxer briefs. They are the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs that I've ever slid on Ugh. to my body. No, I slide them on. Ugh. You know why I slide them on? Because as they come up over my extremely well-developed thighs, You're putting bamboo on your legs. You think it's going to be noisy and clank around like panda food, but it's not. It's very comfortable. I'm telling you, it's the most comfortable undies you'll ever wear.
0: Bamboo material has natural antibacterial properties, so it'll keep you free from odor. It'll keep you cool down there. That's all I'm going to say about that. Get 15% off your first purchase at chillboys.com.
2: Use the promo code MYTALK. Chillboys, comfort where it counts.
0: Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Ah, Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, producer I am Grant. Yeah. Okay, Donna, before we get into
2: conversations about uh, Jonathan Mullaney, can we hear the 21 Pilots? It's a Friday. It'll make us happy. 21 Pilots has a burrito now.
0: It's a three minute commercial. Oh, so we, Lord can, uh, we
2: can heaven. hear a little All right, bit just of a it.
3: smidge. Josh, from the band Twenty One Pilots, shows his best friend Tyler the local Chipotle. Do you you come to this one often? Uh, I don't know, every once in a while. Oh, hey Josh.
1: Hey Heather. How's it going, how's Debbie? She's Good. good, thanks. Do you want the same thing as yesterday? Uh, no, I think I'm just gonna work on something for my best friend Tyler here. Hey Josh, you just wanna? Yeah. Welcome to Chipotle. Dude, but I didn't know he's that making you, the burrito. Yeah, for man. Him. You want a uh, white rice?
2: Yeah, I, I guess I'll do the white rice. All right. Chicken? You think so? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of extra. Oh, Queso. yeah. Okay, so Queso. he's serving this him. This Get it on there.
0: And then tomatoes.
2: Queso. Okay, of course, man, this is looking good. And
0: you get so, the idea. So it's a commercial. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then at oh, the end, that they that throw British guy? the keys oh, wait, and they go, Hey, lock up, will you, Josh?
2: The British guy reminds me of how Donna would probably yeah, say yet. Chipotle. You know, like it's, it's slow and like eat Chipotle. What do you Josh, guys want to do for dinner tonight?
0: You're my Chipotle. Ch-
2: Chipotle? You just want to go <laughs> get some Chipotle murder dirter.
0: up, <laughs> <laughs> 20- murder dur-rap. Josh uh, From
3: the band 21 Pilots shows his best friend Tyler the local <laughs> Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle.
2: Chipotle. Yes.
0: I love it. All right, here's a story. Remember, we had the story that a comedian, writer, uh, stand-up guy, John Mulaney, entered rehab. He went to rehab for three months. He comes back. He asks his wife for a divorce. Actually, he asked her for a divorce three months ago. Mm -hmm. And the only statement she released was, I'm heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage. Okay. I wish him support and success as he continues his recovery. Fast forward to yesterday. Headline, John Mullaney dating Olivia Munn.
2: Not great timing. Not at great the very, timing. At the very least, not yeah. great timing.
1: Poor timing.
0: So, they're saying that the two of them just started dating, but it seems like Olivia Munn may have had her eye fixed on him for a while. Nope. A source says that they met at church in Los Angeles, but noted that they first connected socially several years ago, and then they remained friendly. They both were at Seth Meyers' wedding, okay. Munn was there with her boyfriend Will Forte, okay. So obviously she knows him. There's a Saturday Night Live connection there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there. Um, she did an interview in 2015 with, um, Huffington Post, and she did live. And she talked about being at a wedding with both John Mulaney and his now ex-wife, or soon-to-be ex-wife, Anna Marie Tendler. And she said she was obsessed with him. She said, I was like, oh my gosh, do you and your fiancé want to go have dinner or something and go hang out? At first it was cool. Then I kept going up to him at the wedding. And I was like, so are you having fun? She said, I was just so obsessed with hanging out with him and talking to him. Mm Mm-hmm. This is why I say, ladies, it's better to be, you know, on top of who your man is talking to. Mm -hmm. Forget about trying to be the cool girlfriend, because that's always going to bite you in the you-know-what. Anyway.
2: (laughs) A-double snakes.
0: Yep. Uh, Olivia Munn added that she emailed him. He was engaged. That's... He never emailed back.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: She said, I might have gotten the wrong email, probably. That's what I tell myself, anyway. Well... Um, John w- and his wife were married in 2014 so he was engaged at the time but here's the deal when he went into rehab she tweeted much love uh, sending so much love and support to John Mullaney. Mm-hmm. now people are thinking that she manifested this whole thing oh boy And that, um, so now they're doing the same thing. They're like, much love and support, Harry Styles. (laughs) Much love and support, (laughs) Kate Upton. Um, So they're making a joke out of it. But, Grant, you had said something yesterday about when the news came out that they were getting divorced, that sometimes when there's an addiction you don't want to go, you can't go back to the same relationship.
1: Well, yeah. When you're in it, when you're addicted to something, you have you're, you're in an altered state of mind and you're usually euphoric or whatever drug it is, takes you down a different path and you're not present in that very moment. Right. So then when you come back to your reality, in a sense, after you clean yourself up, there's always that fear that will that love, will that relationship be the same now that you're sober from when you were an mm. addict. Um, and yes, I, you know, I've had some experience with this and it, it does have an effect, but if, if this relationship is strong enough, you can easily get through that. But I'm also a little bit under the uh, impression that she, like you said, kind of forced this. And I don't really like when people know that someone's actively dating somebody, that they still pursue and then someone. Plant, planting seeds. That that seems like a little bit of a wrong move. But yeah, so maybe that was played a factor. Maybe he got out of that relationship, came back, realized it wasn't the right one. But if he met her before...
0: I wonder if there was a little like an attraction and now it's like, Oh, this isn't working out with my wife. But yes. The wife doesn't seem like she wants a divorce.
2: Yeah. If, if her only know. thing is saying I'm, I'm heartbroken. Um, and we don't have any reason to believe that his wife would have been enabling or participating at this point. We don't have that information. His addiction.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You
2: right. know, um,
0: Pretty sure that's J Lo and PS. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris
3: Jenner.
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never
3: ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh yeah, I think it's I think it's sad. I don't like the timing of it. Even yeah. if it was three months ago that he asked for a divorce. Two days after the divorce is announced, to get an to announce that you're with Olivia or I get it. He didn't announce it but I for feel that like news they're to come out. they are
0: trying to work that narrative, you know, like they're volunteering that information, like, oh, John asked for a divorce three months ago. So it doesn't seem like there's any kind of overlap.
1: Yes. Right.
0: That's what the cynical me is saying.
1: And Steve, you made a point too there. Like, His wife most likely was not participating in this addiction. She was probably supporting him the whole time through all of his struggles, which makes it even harder for her. Because, again, my own personal experience, and I'm still with Lily Lover to death, I've had some issues in the past that she was by my side every minute for, and I can't thank her enough for that, and I will never forget that. And for me, that it, it, it actually strengthened my relationship, but I have met people in my... Uh, inner circle that have had similar issues that i have had and that has been the case where they come out of a situation and they are just completely like they need a new self a new a new look on life and so they completely abandon everybody even their friends that you know not always because they just need to completely separate themselves from their previous life too so there's that aspect but if she was supporting him the whole time
3: mm-hmm.
1: that's the saddest part about it
2: right and then if you have people just if they're feeding you something that could be a false narrative of you need a fresh start. And if you're feeling like it's hard right now, if your marriage is hard right now, that's the last thing you need to deal with. You just got through an addiction. Then people are just creating all these escape hatches for you. When right. the fact of the matter is, commitment is super hard and it's always super hard. And it's never, it, it rarely feels like. There, there, It's always sprinkles in your life. This thing of if you're going on, is this person helping me feel the most self actualized and happy and self fulfilled? You're doing a weird view of what you expect this relationship to bring you, right? If it's just meant to yeah. please, and then and then I, because I think of her having stood by his side in the midst of all this. And then his fresh start is not being with the woman who loved him through it all. Right. If that's the case, that's heartbreaking. Very much so. All
0: right. College of Pop Culture Knowledge, uh, 651-641-1071. Call us right now. You could win a prize coming right up. Warm weather is finally here. It's summertime and the perfect time to join the Y. The Y has outdoor pools and splash decks at locations throughout the area for fun days with family and friends. And here's the best part. You'll get $5 enrollment and 25% off dues for the whole summer. Swim on over to ymcanorth.org and join today. Thanks for listening to The Donna and Steve Show on my talk, 1071. Everything Entertainment, Friday edition of this game. It's time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz Ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun.
1: And here's your host, I am Grant. I want
0: to see how smart you are.
1: Well, it is Friday. Means we got a few days off here, so let's have fun with this College of Pop Culture knowledge. I went down a pretty interesting route this week. Steve, you are currently in the lead 50 to 39. Donna's closing in on that lead. Got a couple good wins this week, by the way. And we have Betsy from Shakopee with us today. Betsy, how you doing?
3: I'm doing well.
2: Is it Elizabeth? Your full name on the birth certificate?
3: It is Elizabeth.
2: Oh, I mean how... you. I, yep. This is I'm wonderful. I'm
3: not the Liz. I'm not the best. I'm the
2: Betsy. You're Betsy. I mm-hmm. love this. I love this. Well, I'm pumped to team up with you. I guess you and I as a team will find out the topic <laughs> in
1: a moment, but thank you for ahead of time for choosing me. Nice assumption there, oh, nice Steve. Too. Today's topic is Golden Raspberry Award-winning films. Mm-hmm. Golden Raspberry Award-winning films. Okay? So think of just horrible movies over the last... It's just... My years involve basically everything 2000 and up. So nothing past oh, no. the year 2000. So we're talking 2000s. Okay.
0: Cute. Sure. Now, Betsy,
1: would you like to play with Steve, who already assumes you're going to play with him, or Donna?
3: Oh, as much as I've enjoyed Steve's tree talk and I visited his Chaska target today.
2: Oh,
0: nice.
3: you got to close the gap and go with Donna.
2: Oh, for the love, Betsy. Thank All you, right. Betsy.
0: I'm going to need your help, Isaac. I think. got to go. Bye-bye then. Bye, Bye. Steve. Okay, though.
1: <laughs> okay, though, Betsy, you are playing for a nice My Talk t-shirt, just like this one I'm wearing right now. You can check it out on YouTube. It's nice black, very soft tee. And, uh, yeah, so if you can help out Donna in any way at the end, that would be great. And we'll see how she does here, okay? Sounds good. All right, Donna, let's do this. In 2019, this musical fantasy film based on the 1981 Tony Award-winning stage musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber won a Razzie Award for the worst supporting actor, actress, worst picture. What was this film?
0: Uh, Pass for now.
1: In 2003, this comedy starring Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez won a Razzie for the Worst Picture, Worst Actress, Worst Actor, Worst Screen Couple, Worst Director, and Worst Screenplay. 2003 film, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez. I
0: think it was Jersey Girl or Jiggly. Jiggly. No, Jersey Girl. I don't know. This
1: 2015... Erotic drama film won a Razzie for Worst Picture and is based on the E.L. James 2011 novel of the same name.
0: Fifty Shades of Grey and the first one, I'm going to say Cats.
1: Okay, let's get Betsy in here to see if she can agree, help you out. (laughs) Betsy, she went with Cats as the 2019 musical fantasy film based on the 1981 Tony Award winning stage musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Do you agree?
3: I agree with that.
1: Okay. And then Donna went with, uh, what was Jersey Girl, did you mm-hmm. say for this one? Yeah. The 2003 comedy film starring Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez won a Razzie for Worst Picture, Worst Actress, Worst Actor, Worst Screen Couple, Worst Director. It was a horrible movie. Was it Jersey Girl?
3: I want to change that to Geely.
0: Okay. I'm pretty yeah. confident it's that. Yep. Okay. I had jiggly and I was like, what is that word? Okay, I like it. I like it.
1: That's how they spell it, so I get where you're coming there. And uh this twenty fifteen, she said fifty shades of gray. Are you good with that answer or did you want to change that? Twenty fifteen worst picture based on the novel from E. L. James in 2015
3: Yep, we're gonna stick with that. Okay. All
0: right. Nice Woo! Done, guys. All I'm right. Feeling good.
1: Feeling good. Let's get
0: Steve All back. Right, Steve is back. B chord.
1: It's an A minor. Whatever.
0: Save
2: Tonight by <laughs> Eagle Eyed Cherry. You remember oh, that? Yeah. Great song. It's
0: great
2: song. Fight the breakup. Don't come tomorrow. Come on, man. Tomorrow I'll be gone. Save, Save tonight. tonight. Great song.
0: Woo! Musical interlude.
1: Got a little goosebump there, Steve. Appreciate it. Oh,
2: that's the award
0: winning bridge. Woo! There we yeah, go. Righty. Appreciate
2: it. Hey, the... that took forever, guys. I played that song like twice. Okay.
3: <laughs> Okay, bye, bye.
2: Okay, though. All right, we'll come back to you, Betsy, okay? All right. We might have a state fair shirt. It's either Durop or okay, though. No, I've just... already
0: seen a, a mock-up. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. This, what is it? It's all of the things. It's all Oh. Of it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Great.
1: It's going to be fun. Okay, Steve, ready to go? Yes. In 2019, this musical fantasy film, based on the 1981 Tony Award-winning stage musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, won a Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actor, Actress, and Worst Picture. What was this film? Cats. In 2003, this comedy film starring Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez won a Razzie for Worst Picture, Worst Actress, Worst Actor, Worst Screen Couple, Worst Director, and Worst Screenplay. Hi. Geely. This 2015 erotic drama film won a Razzie for Worst Picture and is based on the E.L. James 2011 novel of the same name Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. Very oh, nice. That's his final answer statement, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's, that's your final answer
2: that. statement. All
0: right, well, we said the same exact things. You
2: all got him correct. How it took you guys forever?
0: It didn't. We were just chatting. Yeah, we're just hanging out. Wait, did you guys talk when I'm out? I did go back and forth on Geely, which I was like, Jiggly or Jersey Girl. And then Betsy Uh said, no, we're going to change that. We're going to make it Geely.
1: So Betsy did come back and save you guys. You both were three for three cats. You know, James uh, Corden, right? James Corden and Rebel Wilson were the two supporting actresses and actors that got that little
3: worst. And then that was funny, actually,
2: at the Oscars 2020 they came out dressed as (laughs) in full costume, and they were talking about, like, costume design and and visual effects.
1: It was funny. All right. So, you guys, at 3 for 3, we're going to go to the tiebreaker. So, Betsy, if you know this answer, say your name when you know it, okay? All right. All right, here we go, guys. This 2017 Raspberry Award-winning film was based on the 90s television series that starred Pamela Anderson.
0: Betsy.
1: Steve is the first one. What do you got, Steve? Baywatch ah, come on man no. mm, Steve got his 51st win of the year I'm sorry Betsy we don't know we can't get Jay my talk t-shirt today but thank you
0: for playing thank you sorry Betsy
1: have a great weekend Betsy See
0: you. Okay. Comes, uh, thank
2: you tomorrow comes take me over <laughs> Everybody on
0: the show can yeah, tips Everybody on the show can uh, tips it. Everybody on the show can tips it. Everybody on the show can tips it. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, I guess I yoga is a thing. What? what? Uh <laughs> um, <laughs> I
2: like how she started it as though one of us had said. Have you heard about the eye yoga? Oh, yeah, I heard eye yoga is a thing. That was a trap. I
0: believe in our uh, in our stuff, we have a clip of Paul McCartney talking about how he is, what, 78 years old. Dude does not need reading glasses.
2: Wow. Because according to
0: him, he practices eye yoga. It's under showbiz. It's basically just a routine of moving your eyes as far up as you can. Then as far down as you can, Woo That's giving me a
2: headache.
0: Then you focus on something in the distance and then the lines of your palm. Kick it!
2: What it is, is you stand yeah. still and then you just look up as far as you can. One, two, three, and then go back to the middle. Then down, one, two, three, and back to the middle. And then, when you go to the left, to the right, you do three lots of that. Now you do the diagonals, and then you go into the middle,
0: Dang. crossing like your eyes, day.
2: three sets of that, and then even weirder, then you roll your eyes right around in a circle, Yeah. and then the last thing is you do, you look at a distant object, and then you look at the lines on your hand, so you pull focus. Your eyes are muscles, whereas mm-hmm. your ears aren't, so you can't like exercise your ears, Yeah. but your eyes, you can.
0: Okay, pass the joint. <laughs> oh donna donna What's come on about it, hey sir. that is you know what we're going to be speaking with a doctor momentarily we'll ask her if that's a thing
2: that is sir paul mccartney who you're speaking of <laughs> maybe it does work maybe it does work
0: maybe it does i mean what do i know i've had surgery and i still have to have glasses
2: oh i've i've been hearing about some exciting things in the world of ophthalmology
0: is that right
2: that is right like what um I'll just say this. Here's what I'll say, all right? I know a guy, first of all. Maybe reading glasses are going to become passe, and they're going to be replaced with something else.
0: Like what? That's all I can tell you right now. Oh, like implants or something?
2: No, no.
0: Say more things. I can't.
2: (laughs) I can't. It's in in a testing phase right now. I have a a blood bond with my ophthalmology friends. Exciting developments. Do you know right now there is this... um, Panoptics procedure, which if you ha- if you suffer from cataracts, it it allows you to then see near, middle, and far. All in the same like implantable lens. Alright. You know what and I'm saying?
0: You and Paul go have a cup of Donna, coffee. Donna, listen, what?
2: You I seriously, I have been have you looked at your eyes recently? Yes. They do have a very glaucoma vibe. They do. <laughs> We told Donna, I'm joking, we told Donna a few years ago at uh, Project Down and Dirty. I still
0: think about it every single day of my uh, life. We we're like, Donna, traumatized your,
2: your eyes do look a little yellow. And then she got really freaked out and hasn't had the same level of peace, which was nominal then, ever since.
0: Mm-hmm anyway we gotta go oh no i thought the Um, iTalk was new cdc guidelines came out yesterday eliminating mask requirements for fully vaccinated people so we're going to be talking with dr annie eidecker uh from health partners and we'll see what practices they're going to keep in place that we've been doing during the pandemic as far as like video calls and things like that uh what they might be eliminating we'll talk about all of that and more coming up next on my talk Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. We've got a special guest joining us from one of our My Talk partners, in fact, health partners and Park Nicollet. Uh, good morning to family practice physician, Dr. Annie Eideker. Hi there.
3: Good morning. How are you?
2: Uh we are. Uh, we're feeling good. You know, we're getting these new CDC uh, guidances and Governor Walls is talking to us. So there's, I think, some bubbling optimism that we have. Maybe we'll touch on that at the end. Uh, but first of all, Eddie, I'm always so curious. I I don't want to brag. I have a couple of doctor friends and <laughs> and I'm always asking them, you know, like, what do you think of this last year? And how will that yeah. impact what healthcare looks like moving forward? First, let me let's just go back in time. 2020. When you look back on that year in your profession, yeah. how do you sum it up?
3: You know, um, I think that there there is there's one good thing that came out of the pandemic, and that is that it spurred us to really pivot and make digital care more accessible to our patients yes. and telemedicine more broadly scaled which we've had the capability for a long time, but we hadn't really fully exercised it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that the the COVID pandemic, because we had to respond with telemedicine, has allowed us to really get comfortable, not only for our clinicians, but also for our patients. And I think it's definitely here to stay.
0: Do you think, oh, you do, you definitely think it? uh, I do. Having said that, are in-person care options uh, back
3: yet or no? Yes, absolutely. Our clinics have been reopened at Health Partners for several months, um, and we're welcoming patients back in the door uh, where they can uh, receive their, their needed care safely. Um, in our buildings. But what we've heard from our patients is that for even though they can come back into the clinic, many of them prefer the convenience and flexibility sure. that telemedicine mm-hmm. provides. So they don't have to take, for example, an entire half day off of work to come in for a 20 or 30-minute right. office visit. Uh, they can do it from their office or their car or their home or whatever. Um, and it allows people to, to really focus on what's important to them in their lives and still get the care that they need.
2: How are healthcare providers, doctors, and nurses? How are they responding to to the change of doing this via Zoom or whatever the platform might be? Because we think of it as consumers, we think of it as patients, and we just want it to be convenient yeah. for us. How is it handled internally?
3: Yeah, you know, I think um, you know our clinicians have had to learn new skills, right? I mean, we we never saw ourselves as as helping. Uh, direct uh you know a video experience with a patient, uh, you know, how to position your camera, where to hold your phone, that sort of thing. <laughs> right. Uh but, you know, and health partners, you know, we've done over a million of these visits uh wow. since the pandemic started last oh, March. My um and so at this point we are we are very comfortable I think as clinicians. Um and you know at the end of the day we want to meet our patients where they want to be met. And so mm-hmm. you know our clinicians have, I think, really uh, happily adopted the ability to reach more of our patients in a time and in a manner uh, that's convenient for them.
2: So let me let me ask, the convenience is there and it's lovely, and that's a great thing to hear that this can be an option for people moving forward. Are there limits, though, on what sort of visits, quote-unquote, that you can schedule online and conduct online? Do, do, do you figure that out beforehand or midway through? Do you bring up a question and then the doctor says, well, you might want to come in for that?
3: Sure, that does happen um, occasionally. But we've really made an effort as part of our online scheduling experience to try to direct patients to the appropriate channel of care delivery. Um, and yes, there are certain things for which a video visit is just clearly not appropriate, you know, where you really need to physically put hands on the patient uh, mm-hmm. to do a proper exam. Um, but, you know, we've been surprised to see how much stuff we can actually do safely and effectively uh, through telemedicine. And, and those are really where the, the areas where we want to continue to expand and grow.
0: I suppose it's no different than um, hearing from people who work in any office settings, saying that they can be as productive working from home as they can coming into the office. So it's really not that surprising seeing that you know we're all learning new skills as a result of uh, the pandemic. Um, but now that you are I have been seeing patients and that the new CDC guidelines uh, have come out, it is still recommended mm-hmm. that people mask up in like a medical facility, right?
3: So, currently, that's where we are, um, and, you know, we are we are anxiously awaiting additional um, input from, from our state leaders in terms of what's going to be expected here in the state of Minnesota, uh, but from a healthcare facility perspective, yes, we are still masking and taking all the appropriate precautions based on what we know today in our clinics.
2: How about the folks who last year, during the pandemic, who stopped going in for routine visits... And I even spoke with another doctor. Wow. I just keep doctor dropping in the midst of this, but bear with me. Um, but oh Dr. Annie, God good for, for you. me. Yeah. But I talked with one and she, you know, she had an early question early on in the pandemic, which was, I wonder what's happening to all the people who had chest pains and then they weren't going in. ERs weren't getting as filled and things like that. So for folks who put stuff off and then they just stopped going, um, I suppose there are two ways to look at it. One would be positive. Maybe they're really figuring out, do I really need to go to the doctor? But the other would be negative and saying, you were supposed to get that routine exam. You need to come back. Are you seeing people come back on things that maybe they passed up on in 2020?
3: Yeah, we are. That's an excellent question. And, you know, we're really concerned about that because we know that there are patients, especially folks who are suffering from chronic diseases like diabetes and hypertension and those sorts of things that that did delay their care. Um, and and we're concerned about that. We want to bring those folks back. Um, and that's one area where we've actually been able to leverage telemedicine over the past uh, year is yep. for those people who were afraid to come into the clinics. We've been able to do a lot of that care through telemedicine, uh, but you know we clearly want the message out to our patients that they do not need to delay their care. Um, it's safe to come in. We want to, we want to support them and make sure they're getting the health care that they need.
0: Excellent. Uh, Dr. Annie Eideker we're speaking with from Park Nicollet and Health Partners. I'm a patient of uh, Park Nicollet myself, so I Wonderful. Have, I have to say it is very easy if you have not been vaccinated yet uh, for COVID-19 it, you guys make it so easy from the moment you pull into the parking lot, the signage, where to go. Once you park, it's like, take this elevator down to this floor. Make a right. It's just all spelled out for you. And it's it's very slick. So I, I would very much encourage people just uh, to go onto their MyChart, uh, sign up, get it done, and you'll be in and out of there. No kidding within like 20 minutes.
3: I am so glad to hear you say that. Yes, I ac- actually got to experience that as a consumer yesterday, oh. booking my 12-year-old son's <laughs> appointment for his COVID vaccine, uh, which is going to be happening in about two hours. Uh, oh, great. And, goodness. you know, the whole the whole process, you know, start to finish from a scheduling perspective, um, and then, you know, the experience of actually receiving the vaccines. You know, we've had a team that I think has just done an amazing job making that seamless, easy, and, and delightful for our patients.
2: You know, let me ask you the question. You alluded to it a little bit earlier, waiting on additional guidance from state leaders regarding the new CDC guidelines. When the announcement came out yesterday from the president regarding easing the mask mandate, and then we hear Governor Walls sort of eliminating the mask mandate in most scenarios. It's funny, you work in the health industry, but did you feel a little bit confused like the rest of us thinking, okay, this seems like good news, but... Uh, now individual companies have to shake out, what do we want to do? And it feels like there's another chapter in the book that we need to read before we can figure out how to roam about the state in a safe, but also, you know, kind of liberating way. Were you in the same boat with us or did you have a different yeah, take on you
3: know, it? Well, I, you know, I, you mentioned the, the, it's another chapter. I mean, this book just keeps getting longer and longer, <laughs> right? Um, but, um, You know, I I think I think that the key thing that I took away from this as a healthcare provider is that we know vaccines work. I mean, that is what the CDC is acknowledging, is that if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. It's safe. And so what I hope will will people will take away from this is that, you know, that vaccination is my ticket to moving about my life. The way that I used to and right. doing the things that I want to enjoy and gathering with the people that I want to be with and hugging my relatives and traveling and all the things that we have put on hold for the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as as our leaders and our policymakers and business owners and others figure out how they're going to actually pivot with these new uh, recommendations, uh, you know, the, the key message that I hope our patients and our, our public is hearing is I got to get my shot.
2: Right. Yep. And I'm getting uh, shot number two tomorrow. Dr. Annie Idaker. before we let you go, uh, how, how sick of using the word pivot are you? You've probably had to use it more than any of us in the last year.
3: Yes, the words pivot and unprecedented are no longer my favorites.
2: (laughs) So maybe after this is all said and done, she'll officially retire them. Maybe as a people, we'll just say we're no longer going to use either of those two words. We're just going to move on. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much for the work that you and your team at Park Nicolette and Health Partners have done over the last 15 months as we have been in, dare I say these unprecedented times, but truly you, you all have been a part of the front line, and you have done some heroic work out there and really, really tough work too, in the midst of it all. So from the bottom of our hearts, on behalf of us, the MyTalk team and everybody who's listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Well, thank you. And thanks for bringing a uh, continued awareness uh, to our patients and our public uh, about these important issues. We appreciate it.
2: Have a fantastic Friday, Dr. Annie Eideker from Health Partners in Park Nicolette. Happy to uh, shed some light on the state of affairs right now and some good news moving forward. Yeah. Schedule that doctor's appointment yeah, do too. We... Yeah, Bye. thanks, Dr. Annie. Bye.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, make if you haven't gotten your vaccination yet, Park Nicolette, like that, you'll be in and out. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it.
2: Well, now That's we got to be out. We got to go. We'll come right, back. We got to go. We'll come back.
0: We'll come Don't back. Go we got
2: gonna. some fun stuff coming. Yeah,
0: we do. Don't go away.